Hello everyone and welcome back to the Luton Town Supporters Trust podcast. If you're listening for the first time, I'm Kev and I'll be hosting the podcast. I've got with me regular guests, Chairman Tony Murray and Simon Pitts. And we're actually joined again by a really, really special guest, uh, the former town player, conference winner, uh, Jonathan Smith. Smudger, thanks for giving up your time to uh, join us this evening. Yeah, no problem at all. It's a pleasure to come and talk football with you. Um, I know all you guys from my time at Luton, so it's great to see you all again. And likewise, Simon, Tony, I'm gathering we're both okay. Yep, keep yeah. well, thanks, Kev. Yeah. Excellent stuff. Okay, let's get cracking then, Smudge. Um, you played. You were lucky enough to play for some really good clubs. Uh, obviously, we think Luton was the best of them. What did um, playing for Luton mean to you? Oh, it meant everything. I still miss it today, to be honest. Um, Walking out of Kenilworth Road, you know, it always gave me that that buzz that you know was, that made me want to play, made me want to win, and you know I do miss that walking out at that stadium. You know, the, the atmosphere. I think it's. I think I've mentioned before. Um, I played at some big stadiums in my career. I played at Wembley. I played at you know some big Premier League grounds. But I think the best atmosphere, you know, when it's going, it's definitely at Luton. You know, with the crowd right on top of you, just really enjoyed really enjoyed my time there. I'm kind of interested, really, that when you joined the club, obviously you initially joined on loan, didn't you, from York, which was at the time kind of interesting because we had this kind of growing rivalry with York, didn't we? Did you have any sort of second thoughts about joining Luton from York? Not at all. To be honest, I nearly joined in the summer. Um, But I think it was mainly down to wanting so much to stay in the league that I sort of made the wrong decision in a way and went to York when I should have I should have joined Luton. You know, Luton had, had, had pushed to get me with Paul and Paul Buckle at the time and Gary Sweet. And then, you know, when when there was a chance to go on loan, you know, I, I snapped at it. And I think that as soon as I, as soon as I came on loan, that's when I sort of fell in love with it. Really, and I knew that was a place that I wanted to be and um, did everything I could to try and get a permanent transfer. Then. You joined on loan in November uh, 2012. Your debut at Hereford, uh, a 1-0 defeat, sadly. But what was your recollection of playing in that game? Yeah, it was a bit of a whirlwind, to be honest, because I only signed on the Monday and I was up north, um, like in Preston. And the gaffer at the time, Paul Buckle, wanted me to come down on the Tuesday morning to Luton and then travel from Luton to Hereford and... The way I am, I'm like a stickler for preparation. I need, I need like, especially for games, even now, you know, I haven't changed. Like, I have to get my preparation, like, bang on and travelling all the way to Luton and then all the way across to Hereford. I just didn't think was going to be, you know, you know, ideal for me, especially first game for a big club. You want to make a good impression, new teammates and stuff, such things. So I managed to persuade Paul if he'd let me travel straight to Hereford instead of going to Luton and then Hereford. Um, but yeah, it was it was a disappointing night. But I remember on the night thinking this team's got some good players, um, and I thought I just couldn't wait to play again. To be honest, even though that that game had sort of passed us by, we, we played quite well, but didn't get the result. Um, I was just excited to get for the Saturday game. I was like already preparing for that in my head. How easy was it to settle straight into the side with such short notice that, you know, you were involved and in playing with, with new teammates? Yeah, that's the thing. I think 
Paul Buckle, like to refer to him, he, he did just throw me. I turned up not thinking that I probably would start, but within meeting the teammates at the hotel, he, he said, Are you fit and ready? And of course, I'm going to say, Yeah. And he did just throw me straight in. But, you know, I, I did. Um, the lads, the lads straight away were all really good. You know, they were all really nice guys. And you know, I think they were. Um, they were very welcoming to be first. So it wasn't too bad. Um, so yeah, it wasn't as bad as you know what you'd think, really. And I seem to recall your interview for your first post-match interview for Luton. He, he was quite a friendly chap as well, wasn't he? <laughs> was that you? So was that was that after the Hereford game? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I won't. Sorry, sir. I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> No, it, I just remember uh, interviewing after that game, and you, you were just you were disappointed, absolutely gutted at the result. Um, and yet, this is a player that's only just joined Luton Town. It meant so much to you to be involved with the team at that time, and um, you signed permanently just a month later. And that just shows, you know, even from an early day, how much you wanted to be involved with Luton Town Football Club. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, York City at the time wanted to take me back there. Um, I, I'd played a few games on loan. And I think we played Alfreton at home, which we won and had scored. And then um, after that game, I received a call off York saying, we need you back here, we need you to play. But in my head, my mind was already made up that I wanted to stay at Luton. And it was a bit of a panic really coming on, thinking I don't really want to go back. I've settled in now, I want to stay sort of thing. But York were adamant that we need you back in our team sort of thing. And then I had to push it through, to be honest, which it's not always nice to say, to go in and say to... Because I obviously was 24, 25 at the time to go into the state of York. Look, I don't really want to be here anymore. I want to go to, I'm happy at Luton. I I do want to stay there. Um, I weren't going to kick up a fuss. Look, York played me, I think, the game after, and I always give my best, you know what I mean? But in the back of my mind, I did have the desire to come back. Um, So I was really hoping that um, Gary could get it sorted and Paul Buck could get it sorted between the clubs that I could come back. And of course, soon after you did come back permanently, um, the FA Cup was into the third and fourth round and the victory over Wolves. And then, of course, that great day at Carrow Road. I mean, what pre-game memories do you have before the match itself building up to going to Norwich City? Yeah, I remember training at Ipswich the, the day before um, at their training ground and a lot of their staff were like really, really like... Um, jibbing us up like come on lads you can do it desperate for us to beat Norwich but the preparation was probably it, it was top draw to be honest um, sometimes Paul Buckle you probably probably could be a bit lax with his preparation to be honest but on that particular day he had us really well drilled the day before we all knew our jobs um, and I just I did feel confident that we would win I did I didn't I think I had a lot of friends come down that day and expecting us to get beat blah 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 but Going into the game, I was confident. I thought we are very well organised here. And I think with Andre up front, he was on fire. You just thought we are probably going to cause some problems. But things have to go your way, don't they? And fortunately for us, they did that there. So uh, what do you remember about the game itself then, Smudger? I remember... What do I remember about the game? It's a good question. Um... I remember it just being a real good team performance. I remember having a great backing behind us for the full 90 minutes. And I think that really helped, you know, drive us on. And I think once you get to a certain point in the game, you think we can get a result here, whether it be a replay or 
or what. And I just remember the celebrations at the end of the game. But I remember, I remember my mind turning straight away, thinking, "Who've we got in the next round? Who've we got? Who are we going to be?" Who that? I just thought we could go far. You know, I had, I had visions of taking us to. I had visions of us getting to like the semi-final. I honestly, did. You might think I'm crazy, but that's what I was thinking. And I, I, I didn't want a big. I didn't want a big, big um, team. I was happy to see Millwall. I thought we'll beat Millwall at home, no problem. That's that's the thoughts I had. And you might think I'm crazy, but that I think that's what I was thinking after the Norwich game. <laughs> there was no like big celebration going out drinking, partying or anything. I think it was let's get ready for the next game. That's just the way I've always been, really. Yeah, no, don't worry. I was checking what day the FA Cup final was after uh, after that game, mate, just to uh, just to make sure I didn't have nothing but sort of thing. There were some decent players in that Norwich side that day, though. I mean, obviously, Harry Kane was up front for them. Obviously, not as well known then as he is now. But I think you played in the well, you played in centre midfield. Was it Johnny House and opposite you? It's obviously, we've played yeah, I've got his shirt actually. In my, in, I've got his shirt somewhere in the house. Swap shirts with him that day. It must have been a real sort of challenge to, to go up against someone so established. I mean, he'd come through the, the Leeds rank, suddenly, so pretty well thought of. Yeah, it is, but the way I've been, I've never really been I've never really been overrun or scared by anyone. I've always had this this thing in my mind that if I'm at if I'm at my best, I don't care who I'm against, I can get the better of him. I just that's how I've always been. Whoever I play against. So I just feel like as long as I get myself right and I might not be at my best and that's when things might not go so well for me. But when I'm at my best, I just feel like I can get the better of anyone. And I'm not saying I got the better of him that day. It was probably a bit of a 50-50 battle in the midfield, really. Probably give or take either way. It was more mainly won by great defending by our lads at the back. And then obviously a bit of brilliance for the goal and some great goalkeeping as well from Tiles. I mean, it was a fantastic achievement, Smudger, but, I mean, how did it feel when celebrating in front of uh, the, the whole bank of Luton fans that were there? 5,000? Unbelievable. I de- yeah, I definitely remember that that moment, celebrating in front of the fans. You know, you could see what it meant to the Luton fans to go there and get, you know, the club was in, like, it was a tough time for the club, obviously, in the conference compared to where they are now, you know, coming up against some games that, you know, they expect to win and things didn't go the way and to go there, it probably gave them a bit more you know, what they used to really, you know, going to places like Norwich and getting a, getting a result. And that's what, I suppose, the older generation of Luton fans, that's what they've used to been seeing really. So to give them that and and it just felt good. Yeah, it did feel really good. Just hearing you talk about your mindset of that day uh, just reminds us why so many Luton fans just took you to, uh, to our heart straight away. I mean, you know, maybe not necessarily technically the best player, but... I mean, mentally, absolutely strong as anything. It's just, just oh, incredible nice hearing, say, hearing you say it. I nice hope you don't. <laughs> um, obviously, later that season, Paul, uh, Paul departs, doesn't he? And John Steele comes in. And we start the following season kind of mixed, didn't we? But we're just building up ahead of steam as we're approaching Christmas. I just want to get your thoughts, though, Smudge, on John Steele for a minute. I mean, you played under some great managers, I'm sure. I know you've played under Paolo Di Canio, who must be different class and Martin Allen recently but what was John Steele like to play under? Yeah he's just he's just a, a real football guy you know loves his football I wouldn't say he's an absolute tactical magician or anything like that but he's just very very calm I think he gets the basics right he came to our team and like I've said to people before there was the making of a good team like 
we beat Wolves, we beat Norwich, like we should have beat Millwall. So there's a makings of a good team there. So whoever comes in, as long as they can get a few things right, which we weren't getting right before in the league, which maybe Paul Buckle struggled with, but he had built a decent team there. I could see that. Players like Andre Gray, there's some good players, you know, like we was gonna at some point we was gonna turn with that team, getting them sort of results. So John just needed to come in and, you know, tinker with that a little bit and get get us in get us in, you know, good shape, good order and, you know, it was bound to pick up. But I think he was definitely the right man at the time to do that because he knows the league as well. He's he's obviously a very astute manager. And performances are getting better and better. I remember one in particular that we've um, we've thrashed Alfredson five nil and and then unfortunately we come to uh, Boxing Day and uh, sorry to bring up the memories, but obviously that's probably a bit of a sweet day in your Luton career. Yeah, it's, it's uh, it was an interesting day for me, obviously, because <laughs> apart from that injury, touch wood, ever since and before, I've never really picked up an injury, so it was something new for me to deal with. But you know, I tried to take it in my stride, and you know, it's just one of those things, really. <laughs> when the tackles happen, Smudger, what I mean. Are you aware of what's happened at that time? I mean, the pain, obviously, you are, but the adrenaline and everything else going on on a football field. What, what was your, Do you remember what you were thinking at the time? I just, I remember a bit of a, um, the lad, I remember the lads pushing like around sort of above me as I was like holding my leg and I knew it was broken badly because I could see it, you know, when you look down, you could see the bone, but the lads were sort of pu- pushing and shoving, like arguing, should, should the lad be sent off? you know, like right above me and I just needed space at that time. I didn't really care who got sent off, what happened. I didn't, I didn't need the lads like to find my corner. I just needed like a bit of space because I thought someone's going to land on me or my leg. Like I just thought, please don't land on my leg. <laughs> and I mean, you, you said there obviously you knew it was broken. I mean, it was a tackle. He did get sent off. I think, did he show some, he came into the dressing room or he spoke to you after the game? What was the situation? Yeah, to be fair, I got taken into the hospital, uh, in the, not the hospital, the, the doctor's room at Barnet behind the goals. Um, and he came, he, he tried to come wandering in straight away. He was like in floods of tears, to be fair, but it weren't the right time because I was just in, I was in a lot of pain at that point um, because I was waiting for the ambulance at the back. I was waiting for the ambulance to come. And obviously I'd not really, apart from the gas and air, I was just, I was struggling a little bit. So I didn't really, I, I couldn't really like chat to him or anything at that point, but he sort of did come in quite upset about it. And the realisation for yourself then as well, I mean, there must have been so much going through your mind, you know, when you've had a horrific injury like that as to what the future holds and, and even the next few days. I mean, what was the, you obviously went off to hospital, but what was the short-term effects for you? Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I was in hospital, I was in hospital alone for most of it because like most of my family impressed and they managed to get down um, later on, but it was it, it was tricky. You have a lot of thoughts and stuff, and like you find yourself. I was trying to get in contact with people that had broke the leg. How long will it take? What can I do? You know, I just I had this already already thoughts. How quick I just want to get back. I need to get back. Like I can't let this like finish me or whatever. And then with the thoughts I was just having straight away, really just worried, worrying really. Like what's going to happen and is it going to be better? Blah blah blah. I mean, uh, you know, for, for us supporters that were there on the day, uh, we, we knew it was a, a bad one because uh, when it happened, you know, I was behind the goal and uh, we, we heard the crack. So we knew yeah. it was a bad one. Um, 
So, you know, obviously um, there came a period where you had to work extremely hard to get your fitness back. Um, so, you know, how did you keep yourself motivated? What did you use for motivation? And, and, and who helped you the most during that recovery process? And, and as well, how did you manage to come back so quickly? Yeah, in terms of coming back, I mean, everything, everything I did from the minute I broke my leg was... If, if, if it didn't help, the, I had this thing in my head where if, it's, if it doesn't help the leg get better, don't do it. So it was like I was spending days doing whatever whatever exercises I was given by the physio. I was in Preston. I built a little gym in my in my kitchen that was working straight away on my upper body, keeping in good good shape. I was like doing the hand bike machine in the gym. I don't know if you've ever seen those, but one of the worst machines you can do. But I was relentless on that. I was I was absolutely smashing it as much as I could to keep my fitness up so my fitness didn't drop as much as it probably would um I spoke to a few players who brought the legs before giving me a little advice try this try that and I and I would and I'd try it to the to the letter you know someone I don't know if you remember Scott Lurd who played for Stevenage he got in touch with me he plays for Preston so he, he at the time when my family lived he didn't live too far away from me so he, he, he gave me quite a bit of advice and some plans to do. He was like, if I was you, try this, try that. And I would, I would do it to the, to, the, to, the, to the letter, like, all day. And then when I was allowed to go in the pool to, to like, get them leg moving a little bit, I was in there every day, like, working on it in Preston, away from everything. Like, although I was watching how, how Luton are doing and keeping an eye on things and speaking to the lads and stuff, I was doing a lot of the early work I was doing in Preston, just sort of out of the way, just getting it done in my own in my own space, really. You're in the wrong podcast if you think we know about gym bikes and things like that, mate, I must admit. Um, <laughs> but I read, uh, I, read on your, um, I read on your blog, which we'll come on to uh, a little bit later in the um, podcast, that you were determined to get back that season. I've got to be honest, when that happened... I was worried that we wouldn't see you at the start of the next season, let alone that season. But if we just fast forward a little bit too high, you did make it back. And uh, there was about three, three and a half thousand Luton fans on it for an away game that day, weren't they? And they gave you, well, what must have been one of the best stand innovations you could have received, really. Oh, yeah, unbelievable. Never expected that, to, to get that. Just, um, it was... I, it was just unbelievable. Um, brought it to my eye that did coming on and getting that, even just for a few minutes that it was. It was just it meant it meant a lot because I'd worked so hard, and obviously, a lot of people didn't realise how hard I had been working, you know, to get back. And you know, I was pushing myself so much. I really wanted to play in the last few games. Like <clears throat> my aim was to play in the home game. My aim, I wanted to make the home game Forest Green um, the last Saturday, but I was just I was just not done enough training. Really, it was a case of not done that it had been unfair on some of the other lads to to leave out in terms of they'd been training worse <coughs> come high I'd done probably two three weeks full training at uh, full pelt so it was a case of um I was up for selection really and it was a case of down to John still if you wanted to put money to bring me involved and I think he was a bit wary but um he said I'm happy to, to put you on the bench and we'll see how it goes sort of thing <laughs> Because we were only 1-0 up in that game, weren't we? So, I mean, it wasn't like you were coming on for a victory lap or anything like that. There was, there was still actually a game of football going ahead. Yeah, I don't know how John still looked, looked at it. I never asked him. I don't know if in his back of his mind he was sentiment. I, I don't, it probably was, to be fair. I don't, but 
um, I wasn't sure if I would be coming on or not. I don't. I think if we'd have been losing and chasing, I don't know if he would have brought me on. I don't know. It, it's, it's it's a question for John still. But when he said um, five like five ten minutes, are you ready? Like you warm? I was thinking there's a chance here. <laughs> Touched on the Forest Green Rovers game just then, Smudge. And obviously prior to the Hyde game, Luton had won promotion back to the Football League, um, albeit not playing. But there were scenes of celebrations at Welling following Saturday and then of course the trophy presentation against Forest Green how was that for yourself obviously having missed a few months and not playing and not being involved to, to then have the, uh, the success of the promotion oh yeah it felt great I was, I was really pleased because you know, everyone had worked so hard sorry my little one she just walked in the room <laughs> um, yeah I'd worked so hard um, to get back and I think you want to be, you want to be involved. I would have loved to have been out there, you know, playing more games. But you know, I felt, I felt in my head, I'd played my part. You know, I played 23, 24 games. I felt like I'd, you know, contributed. So, you know, it was just a case of enjoy the celebrations as much as you could. Yeah, you definitely, uh, you definitely played your part, mate. That's uh, there's no doubt about that whatsoever. I mean, obviously, you know, we go back into into the league, and. Um, Again, on your blog, I've noticed that um, one of, another special moment for you was when you scored at Wickham exactly a year ago to the day of that injury. Yeah, that was a great moment. You know, I think I'd worked so hard that summer to make sure that I was going to be ready to go in League Two. You know, there wasn't any let's celebrate the league straight away after the Hyde game. I was thinking about let, let's let's be ready for League Two. I don't want to be or the injury is not the same. I didn't want them questions. He's not this, he's not that. I, I worked very hard that summer to make sure that come the start of the season, I was going to be ready to go and pushing hard for my place. And Wickham was a great day, you know, to, to score that goal in front of all the fans on Boxing Day. You know, it, it did mean a lot. It did mean a lot to me. Not a bad finish either, from what I remember. Yeah, I think it flew in off my shin pad, but they all count, don't they? Be fair, you didn't score many tap-ins when you was at the club, though. Yeah, he's, he, to be, he's similar at Chesterfield at the moment. Like, I scored a few goals towards the end of the season. They were all long-range, left foot, right foot, flying in from all angles. And I'm thinking, I'd, actually, I did score one at Boreham Wood that came, that, that came off my backside. But the rest of them are usually like that. I'd, rather, I'd prefer a few more tap-ins, I think, just to add to the total. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you you had a brilliant first season back in the Football League and uh, that was crowned at the awards night uh, that season you walked off with four awards supporters awards as well as the players player of the season I mean I've spoken to you about this at the time and I know that it was sort of a big thing for you to that the supporters voted uh, for you as their player of the season Oh massive them, them trophies will stay with me forever and I'll look after them you know, till I die, and I'm really proud of those. You know that that season is a little bit, a little bit bittersweet because I think we should have got promotion that year. And I think if the, the form I was showing for the first how many months of the season, I was absolutely smashing it because I I trained so hard, I was so fit. I think it's probably the fittest I've ever been coming back from a leg break, and I'd, I'd come back and I was just I was I was ready to go. The John still didn't put me in for the first few games. I think he started quite slow, but. He put me in and I was absolutely ready. I was more hungry than, than any player I was against. And I think if I could have physically keep, kept that form up till the end of the season, the club would have got promoted. But I think the last, say, 
10 games I, I started to struggle with injury and fatigue a little bit because I'd worked so hard I'd not rested in the summer I was picking up little knocks and trying to play through them and having injections to, to, to try and push through but I wasn't at the same sort of level that I was earlier and I think if I could have kept that level up the club the club we were top of the league at one point and we weren't, bit, we, we weren't playing amazing football but we saw hard working and I felt like I was setting, I was setting the standard for that hard work throughout the team, and I think if I could have keep kept it up, we would have probably got promoted. We'd have been even got playoffs with a good chance to get in promotion. I know you know there's plenty of highlights over your time with us, uh, Smudger, but um, you know over the next few seasons, you know we we had a, a really good league cup win over Aston Villa, and you played against Jack Grealish um, and players of his sort of quality. How big a test was that for you? And you know, you obviously enjoyed it, but uh, what can you remember about that? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think um, at the time with with the games against sort of Aston Villa and Leeds, we had Nathan Jones as manager. He was very good coach, very good tactics. We had a really good style of play, totally different to John Still, really. So it was sort of I had to adapt a little bit. Um, like I've never been one to be amazing technically, and I think when Nathan Jones first came in, he wasn't sure about me as a player, but I think. Once he got to know me and learnt more about me and what I could offer the team, you know, he wanted to keep me involved and wanted to keep me there, to be honest. But um, I think he, we, we did feel confident going into the end games because we were very well prepared and we were playing good football under Nathan Jones at the time. Later on in that season, imagine Nathan's um, made some good comments about you. I think it was January, February time, you know, saying that you were a key player in the team. Um, others clubs were asking about you, but no way was uh, you going anywhere. And then, sadly, your, your last appearance for Luton Town was uh, away at Accrington um, that season. What, what do you remember about that last match? I mean, a great victory there, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was interesting because in, in, in January, there was a few teams. Cambridge, there was a few, I think Cambridge were one of them. Stevenage, there were a few teams that had come in. Um, Shrewsbury as well, who were in League One time all wanted to take me on love but Nathan Jones had sort of made it clear to me that not a chance he would let me go there's a box I thought we were getting prom- I thought it was a good chance of getting promotion here we was like right in the mix and you know I loved it at Luton so it wasn't I wasn't kicking up a fuss I was happy to stay really it was these were all um these inquiries were like new to me I didn't know anything about him until he mentioned it um but yeah playing I didn't even realise that was my last game against Accrington, to be honest. Um, now you've brought that up. I remember that game, but I didn't, I didn't realise that was my last one. I mean, there obviously must have been disappointment because it was the playoff semi-finals against Blackpool, wasn't it? You were an unused substitute in that game. I mean, yeah. that, that must be so frustrating. Yeah, I mean, Nathan's, Nathan, I've spoke to Nathan Jones. I, st- I still, you know, I've still spoke to him since. And I think he's, he's frust- I think he was frustrated himself. The the Blackpool home game, he, like, he could he could have eased. I know it's easy to say he should have brought you on, but I was ready, I was so ready to get on in that game. To, to And he made, he made, he changed a couple of different players. And I think, you know, I was so, I had so much energy to come on and, and see that out. But he, he admitted himself that maybe he made a couple of decisions at the time. But, you know, we, we should have gone up that year for sure. You know, that's another thing. And I, I knew the, the day that happened when we got knocked out from Blackpool, I just knew the following year, Luton will 100% get promotion. I just knew it. And that's that's why I really didn't want to leave, to be honest, because I knew that team should have gone up then. 
you know, the manager had learned, I've I had another season learning about it and I just knew next season was going to be a promotion. So it was a bit of a, it was, it was hard for me to leave, you know. Yeah, you might not be able to say that he should have brought you on uh, in that playoff semi-final, but I can say it. Bringing Jordan Cook on <laughs> instead of you was not the wisest move in the world. I mean, you mentioned about being released um, then. It came along in August, didn't it? Was it out of the blue? Did you expect it? Did you kind of get signs that it was going to happen? How, how, it was all sort of rushed from a supporter's point of view, but how was it from your point of view? Yeah, it was just Nathan had chatted to me and said, look, next season smudges. I can't guarantee you a place. Um, do you want to be a bit part player again? And it was a bit of a tricky one for me um, because, I, like I said, I just knew that team was going to get promoted. I just knew it. I'd, 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 I thought next season that team will win the league. I just can't see anyone touching that team. But it was a case of, am I going to be in the stand? Is he going to? Is it going to be one of them where I'm going to? waste the career of my season, waste the season of my career, you know, being a bit part player or try and be a regular somewhere else. So that was why I think mutually it was probably the best thing. Okay. Well, you've, you've been back to uh, Kenilworth Road uh, once since then, uh, Smudge, um, with Stevenage. Um, I won't mention the score, but it was highly enjoyable being a Luton fan. Um, no, that was probably, I'd say that's probably the worst day in my career that day, coming back <laughs> and losing like that. Honestly, I, 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 I know you laugh, but I, honestly, I try not to think about that day too much. Yeah. But you, you did get. I think, a think the problem we had that day is. A, but it's like you, you did get a great reception from the Luton fans. I mean, yeah. what did that mean to you? I, I I don't really remember that to be honest. I think it was such a it was such a tough day for us that I think I try I tried the the season before we played for Luton at home to Stevenage and absolutely battered them for ninety minutes and Stevenage pinched the win off us. I don't know if you remember. Yes, I um, remember that. <laughs> and they, and and the way the way the Stevenage lads celebrated. That, that day was like they'd won the league and the manager was very vocal. And to be fair, the manager, Darren Saul, I'm very good friends with now. And I like him a lot because he signed me at Stevenage and I loved playing for him. He's a top guy. But at the time, the, the lads the lads said, we won't forget. I knew the Luton lads in the changing room said, when we when the next time we play Stevenage, remember this. So when I went to Stevenage, I was stressing this to the Stevenage players. I said, look, these are going to be extra up for this game. So make sure that you're ready. And I don't think a lot of our lads like took me seriously because within like 20 minutes we're 3-0 down. And I said at halftime, I'm saying to the lads, I told you like this was going to happen if you don't like this. And unfortunately, that's what, that's what happened. I mean, we were brilliant that day, um, yeah. Smudge, weren't we? And, and to be fair, we'd done Cambridge 8 as well. Did you sort of play in that afternoon? Did you come away from Kenilworth Road that day thinking, well, we've just lost to a team that's definitely going to get promoted. You're like even, even more certain than you was when you left. Yeah, I knew, I knew you were, I knew, I thought this team's that's the best team we've played. It was disappointing for me because I thought we had a decent team at Stevenage, but like I said, I tried to warn the lads that I knew Nathan Jones would have his team extra up for it that day. And, you know, it, it was tough for me going back there because I had such amazing memories and then, to be on the back of the crowd, 
the other way. It was it was horrible. I'll be honest. I couldn't I couldn't wait to leave that day. But you know, I think like like you say, Luton were brilliant that day, and they deserved. You know, they they deserved the win. They were they were they were that much better than us on the day. I'm going to turn it back to a more positive times for you, Smudge, and just looking at some stats on your Luton Town career. So, 176 appearances puts you 85th in the all-time table for Luton Town players. And of your 11 goals, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, eight of them were actually away from home. You only scored three at Kenilworth Road, and you only ever scored once in a defeat. Your thoughts on some of those stats thrown at you there? Yeah, that's interesting, yeah. I think... A lot of my time, a lot of my time, I maybe should have scored a lot more goals. I mean, a lot of my time under John still, when we went up, I were playing a bit more of a defensive role. Um, but yeah, I didn't realise there was there was eight away from home. That's interesting. You were lucky, lucky enough uh, to play with a load of good players at Luton, uh, Smug. Um, but, you know, uh, which one stood out from your point of view? And what made them so good, in, in in your opinion? Yeah, there's a few that stood out. I mean, I loved playing with Nathan Doyle. He was he was an unbelievable guy to play with in terms of bringing out the best for me. You know, at the time, he just sort of sat in midfield and let me do my thing up and down. And you know, I'm still good friends with with, with Doyle now. He's a top guy and a top professional. And you know, I think he's he's such a competitive guy that you know he's great to have in your team. So I think he stands out and. I suppose um I suppose Luke Guttridge is another one that stands out. He was quality at the time, you know, for, for what he brought to the team and you know, John still bringing him in added added something extra for us. I think he got I think he got over ten goals that season. I think, you know, to get that from from his position was brilliant. Yeah, I mean both of those players that you named there were uh, were were great players to watch at uh, a great time. Um for the club um, we're going to come on to your future um, after leaving the club and, and what's what's to come for you in a moment smudge but just before we do just get your reflection on your overall time at Luton oh I absolutely loved it um, the best time in my career in terms of how much I enjoyed playing for the club you know it was me being from Preston, playing, I just felt at home. It looked like I was playing for a big club. It felt like I'd made, you know, it felt like I'd, I'd made it to be honest. Playing at Luton uh, more than more than anything before, and you know, just going out of kind of road in front of that crowd, you know, it's just unbelievable. And you know, I do miss those days for sure. I think to, to comment on the fans as well. I think I played for a few clubs, but I don't think I played at Swindon. I played at you know, I played even at Chesterfield, but I think the fans at Luton are the, are the best I've played for in terms of getting behind the team, home and away. You know, they're passionate. You go into the town, you see Luton shirts everywhere, and it's just, just you know, a really, really good club. And I am really pleased to see them doing well now. You know, it's such a good to see them in Championship, watching them on Sky Sports. You know, and you know, it brings a smile to my face to see the club doing so well because they deserve that for sure. Obviously, for yourself, there's been life after Luton now. Um, you mentioned, obviously, going to Stevenage. You're, you're currently at Chesterfield. Um, your thoughts on, obviously, playing um, Chesterfield at the moment and hopefully trying to secure a new contract, I believe? 
Yeah, we're speaking about a new contract, which is good. Um, it's, it's testing times at the moment, obviously, with everything that's going on. Um, but it's looking like I'm going to stay there for at least another season. I, I do really enjoy it there. It's a good club. You probably don't know if any of you guys have been there watching Luton, but um, it's, it's, it's a tricky one because it's a bit like when I first came to Luton, some of the fans are a bit disheartened with what's going on in terms of why, the, why is the club at this level? Why is the club facing teams like... Chorley or Boreham Wood or teams like that and it's a bit of a but you you know as well that the conference is, is as tough as league as any in terms of the physicality of it and Chesterfield being a big club um, at that level he's sort of seen as um, a target really um, but I think we've got a guy called John Pemberton in charge now who's a real good manager um, I think since the since the change you know, the form has picked up and I think hopefully next season will be a better season for the club. We obviously wish you every success, uh, Smudge at Chesterfield in the future or wherever you're playing. But away from football, um, it's really an opportunity to talk about um, not only the degree that you're studying for, but also your blog that you've got out there. I mean, tell us a lot about uh, that and how that's all come about. Yeah, it's, it's a tricky one with, with football in terms of, like I played. I've played for 15 years now, and you know it's it's difficult to imagine what you're going to do after you finish. You know, I've got some coaching badges, um, but there's there's no guarantees with that in terms of getting into management or coaching. And it was a case of I, I'm looking around for something to do which interests me. You know, in my spare time, really, because you do get a bit of time playing football after training in the evenings. And I think I took this sports journalism course up just to just for something that interested me really and the blog sort of followed on from that and I just tried to with the blog just trying to give people who read it sort of an insight into being a footballer really at this level um, and trying to give I don't know how you put it um, sort of a behind the scenes look what you wouldn't have heard before to be honest so that's what I'm trying to do trying to give an honest view of how I've how I've done things I'm not saying they're the right things how to do it it's just the way that I've done it really The, uh, the blog itself, can we give fans, you know, let's give the website a mention so that people can go and find it. Yeah, it's called Not Just Talent. Um, it's basically outlining that it takes more than just talent to make it as a professional footballer. Um, I'll, I'll openly admit that I've never been the most talented of players, but I've always been, you know, I've always been really work, hard working, fit as I possibly can be, and giving giving it absolutely everything that every club I've played for. So I'm just trying to get that message across, really, that you know, if you're a young player and you've got the talent, you're probably going to need, well, you are going to need more than that to to to, to make it in this game because it is quite brutal at times. Yeah, anyone who's seen you play certainly know that you're one of the hardest working players. Uh, that their side is going to um, going to have at that time. That's for sure. It's one of the things that endeared you. Anyone who knows me will know that you were one of my favourite players at the time, and it's what endeared you to many, many Luton fans. We took you in our hearts straight away, and it was great to have you as a player at the club. It's been just as great to have you on here for the last forty minutes or so. Thanks so much for giving us some of your time. Uh, as Simon said, we wish you all the best for the future, and um, good luck with everything that the future holds. Thanks, guys. Really kind words there, Kevin. Really kind words, mate. And I wish you all the best, too. And if you ever need me for anything, give me a shout. I've, been, I've really enjoyed talking football with you guys. It's been, it's been good fun. <laughs>